This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. Okay, hello, it's Ori Krug. I'm simultaneously live on my personal profile and dance therapy advocates, so feel free to watch me on either one. If you want your comments slash questions to be private, come into the Dance Therapy Advocates group. And, um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll wait uh, 20 seconds or so, and some people said they wanted to come on live, so um, I will just wait a moment and get some notes that I wrote out. And if you're here, say hey. I love knowing that I'm not talking to anyone, even though, you know, you might be here during the recording and that's totally cool or you might not want to comment and that's fine too. So, um, first want to say, yeah, it's a crazy time and, you know, there's not much to say. Like, I'm like sending you love and peace and all of that stuff, and I like, I really feel it, but it's just, there's also no words to express, to like, to say that I, I'm, I'm here with you, even though I'm, I'm not experiencing this transition. I've already transitioned to online a long time ago, but um, I'm feeling the collective um, anxiety and fear and all of that, so I'm with you. All right, so if you do wanna say hey, leave a comment. If you have a question that's coming up now or anytime during the live, um, definitely put that in the comments or maybe you have a question that will come up as I'm answering some other questions. So um, some people had some questions and I'm going to expand on that. And before I get into that, I just want to share some general tips and they might sound really simple and obvious, but I feel like it's my duty to say it. So I will say it. If you're currently, um, had to make this quick transition from doing in-person work to now doing it online, whether it's through the computer screen or through the phone. Um, this is especially for you. Like this is my intention to help you make that as smooth as possible. So the first thing of course is safety, right? So no matter how you're transitioning or what device you're using, we of course want to make this a really safe experience which we always want to do anyway. Um, the, the thing is, not every population is really suited um, for online work. And uh, it might feel really hard to feel safe or to make that feel safe. So whatever we can do, safety is number one. And especially during this time where everything is like up in the air and chaotic and stressful and everyone's life has changed in a matter of days, you don't have to do anything groundbreaking. Like as you're transitioning, you don't have to bring your clients to huge ahas and shifts and all that, like nothing groundbreaking. It's if, if safety is the only thing that you create safety and familiarity, then that is good. So I just wanted to say like, if you're having these high expectations of creating great transformation online or, or creating the same kinds of shifts you do in person, it's good to keep that down right now because all they really need is like some 
you know, some consistency and predictability in your, your work together. Um, and then on that note, just think about if you currently work with clients um, and you have certain rituals that you have, maybe it's the way that you start a session or end a session, um, and you can bring any of those rituals online, then that's also a good idea. Or maybe even like part of those rituals or a piece of those rituals. Again, just to keep that familiarity and safety in a world of chaos and unpredictability and uncertainty right now. Um, hey, hey, BZ. I'm gonna go by your your profile name, even though I know I know your real name. I don't know if you want me to say it though. So, um, so yeah, those are like the general things that I just wanted to say. And now I'm going to go to your comments now. And the first question that I wanted to address was, um, Emma, your question about working, I'm like kind of reading it as I, I answer it. So just bear with me for a moment. Um, all right, so for any of you who have to transition to telephone sessions, I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't do any phone sessions. I only do sessions over the screen where I can actually see. Um, but someone had a really good question about like, okay, what do I do? I work with adult survivors of domestic violence um, with high anxiety and trauma symptoms. Um, I know it's not the same on the phone. It's harder to engage and our sessions are shorter. So I would first say like, if there is any possible way to, to do that work over the screen instead of the phone, like if that's at all possible, do that because it's just so much more impactful and powerful to be able to see each other and to see each other move together and you know have that mirroring and reflecting and joint experience but if that's not possible for whatever reason then i think it would be best in terms of safety if you know you guide the movement experience and you know what again keeping it as consistent as possible with what you already do or like whatever whatever makes sense in your your therapeutic relationship already that you guide movement experiences and then they um they say like as they're moving they're saying out loud exactly what they're doing so let's say you're doing a simple warm-up um they can say all right I'm moving my head around in a circle and um, I'm looking down right now. I'm picking up my right shoulder up to my ear and I'm releasing it down, back down. Like it's really um, like pretty literal of like, this is exactly what I'm doing right now. But for them to describe what they're doing to you so like even though you can't see them visually you can see them and really get as much of a visual of what they're doing that's for you and then for them it's like they're not getting lost in the movement they're not getting lost in their head and actually they're being really really present with the movement because they're 
and they're connecting their nonverbal experience to their verbal ex- verbal expression by doing that. And then as you hear what they're doing, um, you can either choose to expand on that or um, maybe you draw out some movement metaphors or whatever comes up naturally in the session. Um, you know, that, that can be really helpful. And also just like on the therapist side being like, you know, I, I hear that you're moving in this way. I'm moving with you. I'm moving my head too. And like just creating as much as possible an experience of you still moving together. And especially for high anxiety and trauma, like I would not, um, I would not suggest, especially over the phone, doing any kind of like guided meditation or guided imagery because you have no idea like what they're doing on the other side of the phone. Like, and especially with high anxiety and trauma, that might feel really unsafe if they're in a hypo aroused state, if they're more in a frozen state right now because of all this trauma and fear that's happening collectively and we're trying to make them still and meditate and like just close their eyes and you know, all that stuff, then we actually might be pushing them into um, more of a trauma pattern, more of a trauma state. So I wouldn't suggest doing any of that where like you you want to constantly have their feedback of what they're doing and giving and like interacting as much as possible. So um, let me know if that was helpful. That was the like the biggest idea that came to me in response to that question. Let me know if you have further questions about that. And in the meantime, I will go on to the next one. And okay, so So um, Tavika and I had a little back and forth about doing sessions with children. And I know some of you or like most of the questions are around doing sessions with children. And I'm like, I don't do sessions with children online. Um, part of that is just because I never, I don't feel confident like doing sessions with just children. Like I'm not confident in my ability to keep them uh, attentive and whatever, it's just not where I am right now. And, but I will say that I work with a lot of moms and sometimes their kids do have to come into session because, you know, life happens. And so my first suggestion was if the parents or the caregiver can, um, can be in the session with the children, then that's a pretty cool opportunity to have them you know, have them mirror together, have them join in movement together, or, um, you know, again, you know your clients and you know you like what you generally do, whether it's short-term acute groups or sessions or kind of a more longer-term relationship, you know like what really works, but you can help the, the parent or the caregiver get involved. So if that's possible, I would suggest doing that, like having them play and maybe they have toys at home um, and maybe they, don't need, maybe they don't have toys. Maybe they just have like pillows and blankets and it's like you can set up a little obstacle course so you can guide them to set that up and 
the, the caregiver helps them move through it and under it and swim through it or whatever like maybe there's a visualization of being in the ocean or there's so many possibilities right I just like on my my personal feeling is that um with a with an adult in the room or maybe even an older sibling who can handle this and you know if it's appropriate um it's going to be a lot easier but then um for those like so Davika had asked because of the economic status that her clients are in there's like five to eight people in two rooms of the shared space so there's probably going to be different family members coming in and out of the session and if that happens then you want to change the structure of your session so like when you had commented that it brought me back to my days working in i worked in a therapeutic preschool for about four years and yeah like kids would be coming in and out and there would be disruptions and chaos and all of that and so and same with the psychiatric hospital so you want to start um like structure your session so that it flows with people coming in and out maybe they're up and moving around and all of that i'm just gonna have a drink of water here yeah so maybe they're maybe they're um what was i saying loosely structured so with kids maybe it's like all right we're gonna put on these songs that um again maybe it's part of your ritual maybe it's already part of your ritual and it's familiar and you put on these songs and they're they're dancing and moving to it and it's not like all right we're in a circle and we're taking turns because that's never going to work out with different family members coming in and out so it's it's about getting creative with the structure and what can flow with the disruptions and um I, mean, I keep going back to this like obstacle course or like maybe it's not obstacle course but like uh kind of playground of even if they don't have toys maybe they just have like different objects they can play with and it's kind of laid out in the group in like my most chaotic children groups in the in the psych hospital i remember just giving scarves one scarf to each um to each child because there was just like no possibility for cohesion at all. And if they even interacted with each other, it was like war broke out. And they made their own little forts. And it was so amazing because they didn't feel safe at all. Like with the, the kids in the group, there was aggression and all of that. And right now, a lot of these kids, they definitely don't feel safe because not only whether they're really aware of what's going on or not, like their parents are stressed and everyone's dysregulating together and everyone is in this survival mode. And so it would be really cool if they had this opportunity to um, create some kind of fort or safe space with some, I'm seeing a pillow here, like a pillow or a blanket or, or something. And of course you wanna keep this safe and like be able to see them as much as possible. But that is, definitely um, something that can happen with like some more free-flowing structure all right I'm gonna check back in and see if there's any comments here um, 
All right, I don't see any questions. Let me know if you have any questions about that. Okay, next question. Um, I have a specific question on helping clients I have that are working moms. What online interventions are helpful related to increasing confidence or self-esteem? Excuse me. This can feel different when working face-to-face. Yeah, I mean, this is like a, this is a pretty general question, so I can throw some ideas out there. Um, like, I don't know if you're here right now, but if you are here, maybe you can expand on like, what's the, I always go to like, what's the presenting, what's, what are the most pressing challenges for these working moms? So right now, what's pretty common is mom has to work from home and kids are at home too because schools are closed. So maybe the presenting issue is like, um, you know, obviously less support. They're busier, they're more stressed. They have no idea what to do with the kids or they don't know how to juggle all of that. So that could be presenting, maybe that's the most pressing issue. I mean, uh, I know you had said related to increasing confidence and, and self-esteem. I'm just guessing that like, that's probably going to be there's probably going to be something more pressing in related in relation to like the current events yeah so um yeah i mean it just depends so like taking up space for example increasing confidence or self-esteem like um like literally helping them take up more space in in the space that like the physical space they're in expanding their bodies um to take up more space because that's pretty that's a really great metaphor for um like for having this increased confidence and worth right like i can take up more space um you can if they're comfortable you can include the voice like using my voice um i'm gonna speak metaphor i'm like the queen of metaphors so i'm gonna start speaking metaphors uh, stepping into like you know stepping into your powers like what would that look like for you um all this stuff can be done online and yeah stepping into your power how do you want to step into your power maybe it's like a big step maybe it's a strong step maybe it's like i'm here and i've got a crown or whatever um increasing confidence self-esteem maybe it's increasing confidence in relationships. Maybe it's, I need to ask my partner for more help right now. If not, I'm gonna drown in all this like extra tasks and and stressors right now. So um, maybe it's doing something in relationship with you and them and trying on, you know, what is it like to ask for more help? Um, what would it be like to let go of needing to do everything and, and sharing some of that responsibility. There's so much, you know, I work, I work with, um, with women who are, are working to release their trauma and improve their relationships. And there's so much around that that comes up. So, um, you know, it's the things that you don't get working face to face is you don't have like that 360 space, but you can still mirror, um, you can still guide them to, move around their space, taking up more space. You can use your voice together. You can um, move with them as you guide them to like use more strength in their movement. 
these are all examples and obviously not unique to your clients, but whatever is the thing, whatever is the intervention that's going to work for them, um, it works online as well. And I'm speaking screen to screen, by the way. Um, if it's if it's telephone, I would go back to my first answer. So, yeah. If you come back, um, or if you're here and you want to like ask a specific question about what their presenting challenges are, I can give some more specific ideas. All right, there were some questions more about children, and Lauren provided some awesome resources. Thank you. Um, yeah, Jennifer brought up billing correctly and not seeing people in the same state. That kind of, uh, that's, I don't use insurance, so um, I can't answer that. And then, okay. Yeah, and answering more questions, some more questions about children. Okay, sorry. I'm going to read this. All right, I can use some ideas for how to reestablish during, after the inevitable disruption due to technology lapses. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Like, are you talking about like technological, I don't know if you're here, but are you talking about like when the internet cuts out and there's a disruption and then you have to come back into session? Let me know what you mean by that. Lauren and oh you're only you're only approved to have sessions over the phone with adult survivors of sexual trauma all right let me let me go to your second question maybe I'll understand that a little bit do you have other creative ideas for folks who don't have a confidential space don't feel comfortable speaking on the phone yeah that's a tough one I mean given your population I would say it really depends on where you're at with your process right now um, with the with the client. So like, I'm very hesitant. I do all my work online, and I'm I'm really intentional and hesitant. Let's say intentional. I'm really intentional about the kinds of movement experiences that I lead online to the public. It's, I don't really do it publicly. I do it in my private Facebook group. But still, um, you know, I when I started doing it, there was one woman who who was like, oh, I did your video. And, you know, she explained that she was really triggered. And, and it was a movement video. It was a guided movement exploration that she was really triggered, but she also wasn't someone that I was working with. She wasn't a client of mine. And so, um, that's understandable. Like we didn't have already that foundation of how to, how can she have safety or go back to safety in her body? Is this client able to self-regulate? Because um, create, I have creative ideas for people who like won't be able to, who basically have to do it on their own. Maybe, um, if they're, if they don't want to speak on the phone. Um, but 
it goes back to the first thing, like, is it safe for them to do that? So I would suggest using, depending on like each client, what you already know as their strengths in movement and, um, I'm guessing you're talking about like through movement, what are their strengths? And is there anything that, that feels like check in with yourself? If you're like, Oh, like they could do this, check in with yourself and, 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 you know, just kind of gauge, is that going to be something that's going to be safe for them? Um, oh, what do you do when the call drops to pick up again? Oh, okay. I was like, I saw, I saw Lauren there and then Never mind. I got confused as I thought this was Lauren Harrison's question, but it's Lauren Rose. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Are you talking about a telephone call or a um, online screen call? Either way, um, before you start the session, like before you really get started, it's it can be something. Now, I don't know if before I get into that, like, I don't know if as you're all transitioning to online work, do you have a new contract? Like, do you have a new something that lays out like, hey, you know, this is the nature of our calls. It will happen over the phone or it'll happen over Zoom. Um, because we're meeting over the internet, the calls might drop out. You know, I don't know if, if like there are new contracts being created for this or if you're in practice of your making additions but i would definitely add it to a contract like this might happen and then you decide like if it's your internet that drops out you know what what what's going to happen what should they expect what's the protocol um if it's their internet that drops out and then they can't come back for the rest of the session what happens then and for those of you working privately you can make that decision on your own for those of you working for other employers you probably want to ask because, you know, you if you only meet for 20 minutes and the person drops off the internet for the rest of the session, can you still bill or, you know, all that stuff. So first I would have a protocol set in place and then I would mention it at the beginning of each session. Um, at this point, I don't mention the beginning of my sessions because like our clients already know basically but you can you can say all right if if the call drops we'll meet back here like we'll try for five minutes and we'll come back if we can't come back we'll go we'll try the phone maybe maybe that's the next step just decide your protocol make sure they know it and then reestablishing um so something that I like to do, because usually if someone drops out, it's like only for a few minutes. If we're in the middle of a movement process, I will keep moving. Um, like whatever we're doing, I'm going to continue it. And, I, and then when they come back, I'll say, oh, like I was, I was holding the movement experience for you. And then just helping them get back into it. Like, all right, so let's get back into it. Like I'm, or you know, you always want to see where they're at and like maybe they're frazzled because they were trying to get back online. But I like to stay in the experience and hold it for them 
um, unless, you know, it's been a really long time and I have to go and check like what's going on and are we meeting somewhere else. Um, and then like if you're on a call that's just, uh, 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 right, and it's just not smooth at all, um, that's pretty hard to have any kind of flow in your session. So like if that's happening, I would already go to plan B of um, something I do that probably can't do is we go to Facebook video because it uses less, less bandwidth. So if the internet is slow, the video is more like usually better to work on Facebook video or we go to FaceTime. But again, you, you, depending on who you're working with and you know, you might not want to or be able to do that because that's like your private number. So I hope that was helpful. That answered your questions. Um, and you do have sessions over the phone. So a lot of the stuff that I just said about face to face, like zoom, zoom to phone, um, doesn't really apply, but maybe that was helpful for someone else. And then, um, yeah, over the phone is like, you can only do so much if you lose your connection over the phone or if it's a choppy connection over the phone, if they can just find a space that has better service. Um, and, and then like try the rich, like try the, um, the, the suggestions about like, if you get disconnected and then come back, just try to hold the, the space for them as much. Um, I find it's like really just reassuring for people to, you know, where they're like, oh no, what was I saying? Or what was I doing? And, and I make sure I remember exactly what they were doing. So it's like, oh, okay, wow. Like she was really paying attention and listening and we're picking up right where we left off. So sometimes that in itself is, is therapeutic is that I know exactly where we left off. All right, let me check and see if there's any other questions. Um, all right. I don't see any other questions, so if you, if you have another question right now, comment below. And while I take a sip of water, I'm going to see if there's anything else that's important to say. Um, I don't know if anyone's doing group work or, or if like all the questions that I answer was about one-on-one -on -one. but let me know if you have additional questions and I'll see if I can answer it in a comment if not I'll come back when I can to make another video but definitely let me know if this was helpful um, or if there's like something different that you're needing maybe okay cool there's questions coming in if I can, oh, if I cannot, okay, if I cannot see the whole body on the screen, what can I do? Um, so it's pretty unlikely to see the entire, their entire body on the screen. Um, so basically, depending if you're, like, if, if you guys are standing up, even if you're sitting, 
you can give some tips on how to, like, if you're not satisfied with how you're seeing them, or even back up, like, you can reflect back to them, like, oh, I can only see, you know, I can only see your head, and I'd love to see more of you. Can we, you know, not, not because they're sitting like this, because I'm just showing you. Um, can we adjust the camera a little bit more? Maybe you can move back, or... You know, make this kind of a dance, make it part of the process because this is so new for them. So, um, you know, be, be in charge of that, but also like make it part of the dance of like, okay, let's see what happens when we move back. How does that feel? All right, great, I can see more of you. Um, so you can adjust and just make that part of the process and maybe even ask how much do you want to be seen today? Um, what I do personally is I just go ahead and, and say like if I can hardly see them or if I can only see a little bit of them I will ask um, for them to change their um, their angle or you know move back or something because I like I want to see as much as possible um, but yeah you're not going to see all of them most of the time so let's say we're moving with our, like our feet, we're sitting and they're, we're moving with our feet. I have them describe to me what's going on for them in their bodies or what, what they're doing exactly with the lower part of their body. So again, it goes back to the very beginning of this video where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm rolling my, my foot around and I'm rolling it around towards the right and now I'm switching it and I'm rolling it towards the left. And so they're basically telling you what they're doing so you can see them as much as possible. And then in general, I also just, you know, I trust that I will see what I need to see, that they're showing me whatever they need to show me. Um, and then there's also things that like you can pick up on too, like if they're, if they're kind of like, uh, wow, word blank. If they're doing something like this, you can you can um and you don't see them like maybe they're rubbing their thighs but you can kind of see this motion you can ask you know you can ask and and say like what are you doing right now with your with your hands and it's going to be a little bit more depending on your client like it can be a little bit more confrontational but like i'd love to see you as much as possible and i see that you're making a movement right now what is it that you're doing can you describe it to me um, what are the main differences in the structure of an online session versus face-to-face? -face? Um, well, it depends really on who you're working with. Is it individual? Is it a group structure? Or is it a group session? So it's a pretty, pretty generic question. Like if you have something more specific, it can answer more specifically. But it really depends who you're working with because the structure, like, we don't structure a session based on if it's online or in person. We, we, as dance therapists, we structure a session based on, okay, where are they at right now, right? Maybe they're really, really like high energy and uh, anxious or whatever. We, we don't base, you know, we, we meet them where they're at and we, we jump in and we intervene based on what's going on for them at every given moment. And none of that changes online. Um, you know, 
the structure changes based on who you're working with and is it group, is it one-on-one, and, and what they're presenting. Um, I like, or I guess my go-to is just also tuning into my own body. Like that doesn't change because I have so many years experience of doing that in person where I tune into my own body that lets me know what the client's experiencing or what they may be experiencing um, or what they may be needing at the moment. So tuning into my own body, that hasn't changed whether I'm online um, or in person with, with a client. And, you know, again, the, 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 main difference is like we're not in a 3D space together but we can still move together um, face to face mirroring we can move around <coughs> excuse me we can move in our individual spaces spaces together like parallel experiences right um, and we can still use like the floor or sitting or standing up. So it's not really about like the structure online versus in person. It's just like, what are some of the limitations and, and how do we work around it? But in terms of like how to facilitate and how to intervene, a lot of this stuff stays the same. And I'm, I'm speaking really for, um, also for clients that it's, you know, safe to do online work with, which I would bet that in the current crisis, that's not always gonna be the case. So, um, I did talk about some structure stuff a little bit earlier on in the video. Um, I will, once I'm done with this, I will map out the questions. Um, but when, where I talked about structure was um, in response to the question about like what happens if there's a lot of people in the house um, or in the, in the residence and they're coming in and out and I, I talked about some ideas how to change structure based on that but again that wasn't based on online or in person that was based on what's the situation at home all right any other questions leave comments and I will do my best to get back to you and let me know if this was helpful I'm reading comments I'm not just playing face right <laughs> okay um, this is very helpful thinking of groups that I finally Oops, that I initially wasn't thinking of. Great, awesome. And if you wanna share, like, I think it would be great if we, um, maybe we keep commenting on this thread or, or my original thread of like, oh, I tried this and it was really, it, it really worked well with this population. And I think this is like a great time to come together and share ideas. And obviously, again, every client is different. Every therapeutic relationship is different. Um, 
but just sharing some ideas will spur some other ideas for us. Um, and then in terms of the limitations to take into account on a dance therapy online session, um, so go back to the, um, I'm, when I end this live video, go back to the very beginning um, because I talked about safety limitations and um, especially considering what's going on right now. And then um, kind of throughout the video talked about, um, well, I think we mentioned it like tech stuff can happen where we, we fall out, um, the connection the connection is choppy or it um, it falls out. We talked about that. Um, and then, yeah, and then safety really is like, I just play it safe right now until you feel confident, like until you feel confident as a therapist to facilitate deeper, um, deeper explorations and all of that. Um, play it safe, do what, play, play on their strengths, um, on the client's strengths, take it slow in terms of uh, session development. So again, we're not trying to make great transformations here. We just wanna keep things stable and predictable and as familiar as possible because doing, because what's going on in the world is already uncertain and transitioning to online work is a, a, again another change so yeah I, I talk a little bit about that in the beginning and um i'm gonna go now and i'll come back to any other questions that you might have thanks so much for for asking and for contributing to the discussion and um the the more specific questions you have, like about anything, about interventions, about whatever, um, the more specifically I can answer them. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining and good luck and be kind to yourself. And that's another thing about looking at the client. If you're doing online face-to-face -face sessions, um, that's a limitation where it's like, if you wanna look at them in the eyes, you gotta look at the camera. But then if you wanna see them, you gotta look at the screen. So you kind of have to switch between the two. So right now I'm attempting to look into your eyes and say, be kind to yourself and take care of yourself through this transition. And of course, most like really importantly is like, as always, your, the, the level that you take care of yourself is going to greatly impact everything above all else, how you get to take care or your capacity to take care of your clients. So yeah, be kind, nurture yourself, nourish yourself, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.